Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. Friday, August 7th, 2020. It's Hear the Turtle presented by Toyota and Keith. Breaking news into the Hear the Turtle headquarters. Talia Tungavailoa announced eligible by the NCAA. He will be able to suit up for the Terps in 2020. And that is big news for the Maryland football team that will get underway on September 5th at Iowa as the Big Ten moves its schedule around. And all this information is very fluid all the time, Keith. But good news for the Terps comes late on a Friday afternoon. It's amazing. Both pieces of Talia news have come late on Fridays. When he initially transferred, that was at like 7.30. This uh, was around 3.30 to 4 uh, when the Terps got the news. They were out at practice when they got it, gets the waiver, and is immediately eligible. And now um, we'll be waging a quarterback battle, Keith. Yeah, huge news uh, there. Before, Maryland, for a short moment there, had one scholarship quarterback on the roster in Lance Lejean after Josh Jackson decides to opt out uh, as a few of his other teammates did um, prior to this 2020 season. So a huge, huge boost uh, for head coach Mike Loxley Loxley and his offense, Um, a a guy who rewrote the Alabama history books, as we talked about the last time uh, when he had initially transferred to Maryland uh, in, in the high school ranks. So someone who uh, we'll have a great shot uh, to, to come in, learn the system, and potentially head this offense uh, as we kind of get into the late days of August, early days of September, where, like you said, Maryland will open the season uh, with Iowa. Yeah, as you said, Keith, I mean, the, the news has just been fast and furious from a Maryland football perspective today. Uh, this Friday, obviously, the beginning of camp, the, the Terps getting out back to practice um, at the practice fields down in College Park. Mike Loxley had his opening media availability around 10, 11 a.m. this morning announcing um, that Jalen Alexander, Austin Fontaine, Johnny Jordan, Vincent Flight, and T.J. Catow, along with, as you said, starting quarterback from last year, Josh Jackson, all opting out of the season. So as you said, with Jackson gone, who took a lot of the reps under center last year for the Terps, only Lance was the only remaining scholarship quarterback unless Talia got the waiver he did. And now you have a very intriguing quarterback battle between two guys that are very high on potential but low on experience. Uh, Talia, as you said, set a bunch of Alabama high school records, um, has the pedigree with his brother, uh, Tua now uh, with the Miami Dolphins, who won a national championship with Alabama. And you watch his highlights and you can see all the potential. Lance was essentially in this position last year, coming as a four-star out of New Orleans. The Terps got late in the recruiting process and came in as the much-hyped guy. And, and you see him, and I, and I was down 
um, at Gossett on Tuesday, and you look at him, and he is chiseled. He is big, um, and we saw him run very well last year. Didn't throw the ball a ton when he got some reps, um, but those are two intriguing quarterbacks for the Terps to have, and one of them's got to work because, as you said, there's no one else behind them that's on scholarship. At least you have walk-ons and things like that. Um, but it'll be very interesting to watch those guys work through camp. I think one of the cool things that I saw when I was down in College Park, Keith, was those guys um, really seem to have a good relationship with each other. And they're going to have to as they sort of battle because they're going to have to help each other. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line as they go through uh, the rest of camp. So really good news for the Terps to have both of those guys competing. Uh, Josh Jackson, we have to say, who's been on this show before, wish him the best as he's opt out. No arguments with anybody um, who doesn't want to play um, this college football season if they're not comfortable with it. Um, and Josh was, was great with us last year. So we hope he, um, he continues to pursue his degree um, at Maryland. So um, good luck to Josh with all of those things and the rest of those guys that have opted out. Terps got through practice. Um, today and one of the guys that was on the field Keith that we talked to just after practice was Jake Funk redshirt senior who's become one of the leaders of this team and as we talked about uh, with him Keith that running back room which last year as we were going the season you know we were talking about maybe best room in the nation with the combination of McFarland and Leak and Funk and then the power of a Tayon Fleet Davis now is down to Funk Fleet also comes back and then a very young group behind them. With change comes opportunity, right? You know, th these are uh, a pair of really nice opportunities for Tayon Fleet Davis and Jake Funk um, to, uh, you know, assume that starting back job and that feature back um, job right now. Because, you know, I think in years past, uh, Maryland has the, had the luxury of, you know, putting guys in for a series, putting guys in for a half, kind of working them in and out. Now, you know, if, if you want to be the guy getting 25 to 30 carries a game, you know, there's an opportunity for you, you know, to, to potentially have that happen uh, this season. But two talented freshman backs do come in uh, to reinforce the running back room for the Terps, uh, Penny Boone and Isaiah Jacobs, uh, both with some interesting kind of uh, intriguing backstories uh, as they get set for their freshman seasons in College Park. Yeah, for sure. And we'll start with Boone, who comes out of Detroit, Michigan. So a Big Ten country uh, kind of back. And he he's a powerful dude. You watch his highlights. Um, he is a load and really flourished in a very competitive uh, Michigan high school football environment. Played very well in his high school playoffs um, in a very competitive division. So he is going to bring kind of that power in a similar way uh, that Fleet has done uh, the past few years for the Terps. Um, in the sense that I think he's not a guy you're going to want to see late in games trying to finish him at 6'1", 225 pounds. <laughs> right. And he's only going to get stronger as he gets into the Terp sort of weight um, room situation. I I'm guessing he's going to gain a few more pounds of muscle than that. Um, so um, he is a very intriguing back, Keith. Yeah, looking at Boone's uh, highlights, I mean, he looks like the biggest guy in the field um, in, in half of these high school games. So there will be an adjustment there, you know, going up against college-level linebackers and defenses. But, man, he can run for power. He can run for speed. Just just seemed to shed off tacklers every run he got through. You know, arm tackles aren't going to take this guy down. Uh, yeah, over 1,000 yards. 22 touchdowns, Keith. That was what, what <laughs> brought to me. Guys knows how to get in the end zone. 9.9 .9 yards per carry. I mean, these high school stats are always just so crazy to read. But – um, you know, the, the, the potential is there for a guy like Ben. For sure. And, and he's going to be complimented at, at least at the freshman uh, level by Isaiah Jacobson. If the last name Jacobs in relation to Mike Loxley um, reminds you of something, his brother, Josh Jacobs played at Alabama, was a first round pick now with the Oakland Raiders had a fantastic uh, season last year. And Jacobs, the Terps got late in the recruiting process, uh, got him on signing day 
Um, that was sort of came down to the wire coming out of um, high school ball in Oklahoma. And he was a big get, kind of a fringe three and four star. That's what both Boone and Jacobs are. Um, they're, you know, both guys that really could have been kind of low four stars, which always kind of excites people more when you get that fourth star in you. Um, but, you know, as we've seen with running backs, guys like, Ty Johnson and Javon Lee both came in as three stars were are both in the NFL now. So it doesn't really matter. Jacob's more of a shifty back has good passing catch pass catching ability out of the backfield. Um, so he's going to be able to, I think Keith, um, as we talked about kind of carve out a role, maybe on third down, um, especially if he can pass block pretty well um, and give the Terps some ability to move him around um, the field. But I think we look back at two guys in fleet and funk, um, we'll call them the two F's, I guess, right here, Fleet and Funk. Um, they're going to get the majority of the carries to start. They know the playbook. And, and we'll focus on Jake, who has had such a crazy career coming out of Damascus, where he had an insane high school career, incredible numbers, all this support for him to get a scholarship to Maryland. He gets it. He comes in and has shown flashes in games of being a very productive back. And the last time he was on the field in a big way was last year against Syracuse, where he was really good at the end of that game, just finishing the game off. And you're, you're thinking, wow, Maryland's got this guy that when, you know, you go through the two burners of McFarland and, and Leak, this is the guy that's going to finish the game. Tears his ACL for the second time of his career against Temple out for the year. And I think to a normal guy, Keith, that could end your career. I mean, we, we've seen less end guys careers and he he did not let it phase him and is now back healthy once again his final camp at maryland as a redshirt senior and you hope he has a season that he can remember two acl tears and then going into an off season like this where i don't think anybody would blame jake funk to opt out of this season and you know go on to the, to the next thing whatever that is in life but just talking to him he, he wants to play he's a guy who wants to compete um you know this is his redshirt senior, senior season it's his last go around and um, you just get the sense that that he's still got something to prove. And, um, you know, if, if they're lining him up, if, if they're playing football, he wants to be involved. Um, so you just – you respect a guy like that who's been through what he's been through and is, is still willing to you know, put his body on the line and, 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 you know, play the game he loves one last uh, college season. Yeah, and Jake gets into all of that about his rehab process um, despite not being able to have any access to the facilities at Maryland. has a unique situation that helped him with that. Also a unique workout situation that he'll get into um, throughout this interview. And then we touched on um, a couple of other things with the team. But let's get to our interview with Jake Funk. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000 our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland running back Jake Funk. And, Jake, first of all, you were just out on the practice field. It had to be amazing to get camp underway. What did that first day feel like for you guys? felt great. I mean, it felt great to just be back on the field. We haven't been back on the field since the 2019 season. And, I mean, it, you know, just, it just everything about it just felt right. So I'm happy to be back and happy to be getting after it. Describe the last few months for you specifically. You you know, you have the pandemic kind of shut everything down in the middle of March. You don't really get a spring season. And for you, you're rehabbing that injury back. So that would have been really big for you to have. Now you get to start fall camp. Take us through, you know, I guess the last four months from that March shutdown to now. 
the last four months were, I mean, for me, pretty nice. I'm very blessed and I had a very good support system um, where I was able to rehab every day that I wanted to because my older brother, um, he actually owns a physical therapy company in the area. So I was able to rehab with him at his facilities. And then also um, I got, I got to just, you know, work out with some of the guys uh, from my high school who also play college football. So we would go, I mean, if you guys know anything from about Damascus, it's a country town. So we, uh, we would lift in a barn all, uh, we'd be doing that all quarantine. We'd be in a rusty, dusty barn um, and just getting after it, like, just like the old days. So, I mean, it was, it was a good time. And I mean, just, you know, staying in shape as best I could. Jake, we had heard the barn story, and I, I got to ask, you know, obviously you're used to the Division One weight room around your teammates. Obviously, you'd probably rather have that set up, but there had to be a part of you that, that loved that old school gritty style, like kind of bring you back to the roots oh, yeah. of why yeah. you love football. Just just describe that, like kind of coming up through Damascus. For sure. I mean, it, it like, I mean, for me, we always, we were just, we would uh, kind of just joke around about it and say it builds character. Um, all the, the weights were rusty. It was, it was dusty. The whole weight room was just dust. Um, and then on top of that, there was no AC. So it was like a sauna once it started getting hot. Um, and it really just felt like a jail, jail weight room outside. So um, everything about it was just very, very uh, blue collared. And I loved it. Have you seen Rocky four? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, I just think of Rocky. <laughs> exactly. I think Jake, I'm just thinking of you like Sly Stallone, just going back and forth on like, <laughs> and now you just need like a, a mountain to, to run up at the exactly, end. Exactly. Exactly. Um, obviously you, you go through that stuff. Now you get the schedule this last week after sort of so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you're feeling it. If we're feeling it, me and Keith, you obviously have to be as a player. When you finally got that schedule down and you saw you were going to start on September 5th, what was that feeling like? It was great. I mean, just knowing who we're going to play. Um, so we can start preparing for a great team in Iowa. I mean, they, you know, obviously – um, the rest of our schedule, we, we got a hard schedule this year, but I mean, it's nothing new for us. We've had, we play a hard schedule every year. The schedule before this was ranked the top in the country um, in terms of strength. And I mean, it, you know, it's again, we play in the best division in the whole country. So, um, you know, just getting after it and being ready for that week one matchup. Jake, take us back to last September. Obviously, uh, a really tough time for you, suffering a second straight knee injury, missing the rest of the season walk us through the journey of, of your mindset, kind of, you know, having a disappointment come again and then building back up to this moment where you're, you're going to get another shot. You're going to get another chance at a redshirt senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I injured myself in the temple game, obviously um, that, that was rough, um, really rough because you, know, you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort that first time around um, to get back to where you were. And I, I was feeling great. I was playing great. Um, I was doing everything that I needed to do. And ultimately, uh, my knee just, you know, didn't hold up. So, um, mentally that was the hardest part about it. Um, physically I knew I could do it. Um, I could do it again and my knee, like just perfectly fine. But mentally it was the, the mental block that you had to get over that, like, you're, you, you're fine. Like you can do this again and your knee will hold up the second time. And I mean, we, um, we went through my rehab process the first time and we changed it. We tweaked a couple things, made sure my conditioning was at the best level it could be. Cause, um, that's where I thought that, um, ultimately my just overall conditioning, I think could have been better. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we, we tweaked a couple things that were, um, a little bit different that, you know, this time around, I'm going to focus a lot more on while in camp too. Cause you can't, cause the thing that I 
realized um, the first time around is I pretty much stopped rehabbing through the month of August when we did camp because I wanted to focus on football. And this time around, I'm going to continue to rehab more and push myself even more this time through August because I have to keep my knee strong throughout the whole entire season and can't let it give. Did you was, – was part of the motivation – seeing the opportunity you thought you were going to have in front of you this season, obviously the running back room last year. I just remember that photo after the Syracuse game of you leak, uh, Anthony McFarland and Tanfleet Davis all sitting on the bench smiling because um, yeah, you guys yeah. just run through Syracuse. Now you lose Anthony, you lose Javon, obviously um, TFD is back and you're back, but carries out there to be had for you as you can sort of take the lead um, in a young running back room. Was that sort of one of the motivating factors behind saying, look, I got to get this rehab done. I got to get back and, and yeah, out. yeah, it really was. Um, when Ant and Leek both declared for the draft, um, I ultimately, you know, took it upon myself and I was like, look, it's, it's up for grabs. I mean, they, you know, God bless them and I wish them the best of luck this year in the NFL and hope, hopefully they, you know, crush it. Um, but ultimately that opportunity gave me hope. Um, and it, it was something that really, really, really uh, pushed me throughout this whole process where I wanted to come back and I wanted to be humming. I want to come back better than ever. And I think I have. So um, I'm just excited to be out there again and be able to play the game of football. Jake, the, the running back room, the running back group has always just been touted as a strength of this group, as a strength of this roster. And, and you know, McFarland and Leak going to the NFL kind of shows that. But now you've got two young scholarship guys coming in, Penny Boone and Isaiah Jacobs. How important will it be to get them up to speed and able uh, to, to kind of share that load uh, that it's going to take to get through a college football season? I mean, it, it's, it's very crucial. Um, they're young guys, and they're going to need to learn up, to grow up fast. I mean, it's um, we're definitely not as – our running back room is definitely not as deep as it has been in the past. We got, you know, two older guys and a lot of freshmen and a lot of guys who have never been in our program before. And, um, you know, for them – it's just being able to get up to the speed and get to get to work and understand how we do things and understand the playbook. And I, I think both of them are doing a great job of that so far. And I mean, you, you can tell that they are just eager to learn that they want to learn and that they really are, you know, want to come in and contribute um, early. So, I mean, it, it's awesome to see, and it's, it's great to have them under our wing um, as older guys. One of my favorite things I heard a player say to another player last year when we did these was Javon Leak calling you Coach Funk over and over and over. Yeah. Do you take pride in helping out the other guys learn the playbook? And now, obviously, you had that experience last year, but with some of the newer guys, I'm sure that role is even enhanced where you've got to get people up to speed day in and day out. How much pride do you take in that? Oh, I take a lot of pride. Um, they, you know, I just, I, over, I just want to be a great leader for people and set an example. Um, and do things the right way and, you know, show that, you know, you, you can go through things in life and be able to come back from it. And, and it all, it all, it all correlates with how you, you know, treat people on the field, how you teach people, how you, how you treat them off the field, how you show them how to live right off the field. It all correlates into being a great leader. And it's something that I take a lot of pride in. Talk about this group a little bit off the field, Jake, obviously you go through so much stuff this off season, not only with the pandemic, but also some of the civil rights and, and things that have gone on in that. And it seems like that really brought the team together. You guys put out a, a great statement about that, action items that you were going to do. And it really felt like a lot of the leadership came to the forefront with you and some of the other guys. How much has this team bonded through some of those things? Well, you haven't even been together, which is wild. I mean, even normally you'd yeah. be here for most of the summer, through most of the spring. But it, felt like, it feels like the team chemistry, despite all that separation, is still very strong. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, we were able to actually have some tough conversations about the topic. And I mean, it really, because we are so close initially, we were able to have some tough conversations about um, social injustices that um, ultimately, I think, brought us together. You know, guys were able to share different perspectives, share different life experiences. And I think ultimately, when you put all those things together, um, it allows us to be able to just come closer. And um, we were doing that primarily a lot through Zoom, which was actually very, very interesting. And I mean, um, then we get in person and it, it just amplifies even more, you know, brings us even closer because you're able to feel how, how people have, um, you're able to see people's body language and how they really feel about some of these things that are going on in our country. And um, it, may, it makes you empathize a little bit more. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, we have done a great job at just em emphasizing our mission statement and just living by that day to day. And, um, you know, again, like I said, it's brought us closer than ever. So. Jack, another thing that um, you guys participated in as a team uh, was, was this Friday Jeopardy playbook uh, series, this contest, which I believe your team won. So this is your, your chance to brag as coach Funk. I mean, did, did you, did you yeah. carry the team? In this, in this <laughs> no, thing? I, my team actually had a lot of guys who were very, very, very smart within the playbook. And I, I got very fortunate. Um, to have a good group of guys that, you know, understood what they were doing. So um, we, I was the team captain and we would call on guys, right. To answer questions. And, you know, we very, we had very few guys get any questions wrong. Guys were spot on. I mean, we, we were hitting on all cylinders. Um, we'd get into final jeopardy and we'd bet the house. every <laughs> Sunday. Um, And I mean, it was, it was a great time and oh yeah, ultimately we won. Um, which, who's your who's your squad? Give some give some shout outs to your. It was me, Brian Cobbs, Eric Nigerian, um, Daryl Jones, Carlos Carrier, Malik Jackson, and I think that was it. I think yeah, it was Brian that, Cobbs friend of the show. There you go, Keith. Yeah, yeah. So we had, we had some great guys. If you can't compete on the field, there's got to be some type of competition brewing, I imagine, uh, with you guys and, and how competitive that you are. For sure, for sure, always. Uh, speaking of competition, you have very athletic brothers. As you talked about, um, your older brother owns the physical therapy, but he was, I believe, previously a professional lacrosse player, played at Ohio State. Your younger brother is also a college football player. Uh, I have to ask a self-serving question about lacrosse. Have you been watching the pro lacrosse and the PLL and all that stuff? I actually have. I mean, I, from time to time, I'll put it on. It, it's very entertaining. I've always loved lacrosse ever since I was a kid. Um, just watched my brother play and then growing up in the sport. Um, so, I mean, it, it's awesome. I, we see all the Maryland, old Maryland guys out there balling and hitting game winners, and it's awesome. I mean, it, you know, I, I love it, and I think the PLL is great for lacrosse. Did you play – did you – would you say you're the best lacrosse player on the football team? Yes, I would I – would <laughs> <laughs> There is not much hesitation. There's I love that, man. Just, just, nah, just go for it. I would definitely say I would. What, what position did you play? I was a, I was a midi. So, okay. That's not shocking. Uh, yeah, run up and down. I was I – was, if, if I played in college, I probably would have been on the defensive midi side. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I was midi, running up and down. Listen, man, you, you get through the fall, spring comes around, maybe Coach Tillman needs a couple more guys. I don't think guys. John Tillman's turning down a Jake Funk. <laughs> so, yeah, me and Coach Tillman joke around about that all the time. Um, he's always – he told me if I run out of eligibility, just to – you know, if I have any left, actually, to be able to come out in the spring. Same um, stadium. Easy. Yeah, exactly. 
Now we talk about lacrosse and, and I, I made a claim on social media through Terps football that you had the best flow in college football. We, we put that out there. We got that out there. I love it. Uh, who has the second best flow on the team? So me and uh, Nick DeGenero actually got in this argument. <laughs> so Nick's got like really, really long hair. And he was debating whether that was considered flow or not to me. And I was like, no, that to me, that looks like you have long hair. Like your hair goes down to your, your shoulders. I wouldn't necessarily call that flow. But if anybody, it's Nick for sure. He's got some curly locks that come out of the helmet. It looks great. Um, and I mean, he's, you know, obviously a freshman, so he's out there just doing his thing. Yeah. I come from the lacrosse definition of flow and I feel like you've got that a little bit more than him. Although I have seen his hair on social media. He's, he gives you a run for your money. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. A little bit. Jake, we'll get you out of here on a, Oh, go ahead, Keith. I said his, his time will come. He's a freshman. Let, let, that is let, true. Let, yeah. Let, yeah. Let Jake let, have the crown for now. Let, let this, let the senior have it. We'll get you out of here on a couple of rapid fire questions, Jake. First of all, besides working out, rehabbing, what was the activity that got you through quarantine, kept you sane? I think just hanging out with my little brother. Um, obviously, you, you spoke earlier about him playing college football. He plays college football at West Point. So I really don't get to see him very much. He's off doing his military duties. And just hanging out with him and just being able to you know, mess around with him and spend time with him that I really, really wouldn't have gotten. So that was you know, my quarantine pretty much. Jake, give us your top shows that you stream that you watched uh, during quarantine. So I, I crushed Ozarks really quickly. Mm, I finished uh, that as well. Great show. I, I hit Outer Banks. Ozarks and Outer Banks were like the two that I hit. Ah, well. Outer Banks. I Outer got Banks. through Outer Banks very quickly. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, it was just documentaries. I, I watched the uh, documentary on the Mission State Gymnastics Scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, watched that. Athlete watched, uh, a couple yep. other ones that were very good. Um, so yeah, back here on here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Keith, uh, little of a bit of a technical snafu there at the end. We couldn't finish it off clean with Jake, uh, a flash Baltimore thunderstorm, uh, took out your connection there, yes. but let's, let, let's blame this, blame the weather. You know, it's definitely not yep. the router. This, this is a new router. This thing's been humming all quarantine. Been humming. This, this is the first time this has happened. We've been on a lot of zooms. We've been on yes, dozens and dozens of zooms. I've recorded all of these. This is, this is my first, uh, snafu on my end. The only other time this happened was with me and Joe Walters when I was going in and out of the interview <laughs> right. and you were somehow keeping yourself together. When you went out, I have to admit, when you went out, I said, did we lose Keith? And Jake was like, I think we lost Keith. And we, hey, don't we worry. I, 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 I made would, it back. I made it back. We're if people right. would like to know his answer to his final a rapid fire question, his favorite place in college park, he stayed consistent from his last time on the show. It was in fact, marathon deli. He is a Euro guy and a cheesesteak guy. So he gets it all. Jake Funk can't thank him enough for coming on. I think one of the guys we've now had him on this show twice and interacted with them in other settings to a man, everyone in the building from a football perspective, athletic department, Guy is one of the best people on that in that program that's come through the last five years. He is he is a stand up kid, um, and we really wish him the best and hope that he can have a productive senior season. Um, and maybe then get on the lacrosse field because I mean John <laughs> Tillman puts that guy in a uniform every day of the week. Keith. 
Yeah, the, the uh, short stick defensive midfielder, he said. You know, he said he played the midfield uh, in high school, but, you know, maybe he'll, he'll get into the, the defensive side uh, in the college race. So this is a guy, he knows the game. He knows his role. Yes, he does. Already right off the bat, man. Why not? That's And, and you bring in uh, defensive coordinator Jesse Bernhardt's brother, Jake, a short stick defensive midfielder himself to coach him up. <laughs> you might you might have a, a pretty lethal combination there. I think Jake Funk would have been a pretty good lacrosse player. And he put his mind to it. But right now, um, he's going to be out on the gridiron for Terps football, um, who, as we end recording here, just got off the practice field um, on their first day at camp. We will continue on in this series as camp moves forward. We're going to try to get different guys and then break down their position groups on the same episode. So, obviously, the running back room out of the way and talk to all the particulars as we go through. So many new guys on this team, Keith, um, to get to know. Last year, it felt like we had kind of had that core group we went through, but some good stories to tell. Jay Sean Jones coming back from injury. Obviously, Rakim Jarrett, a much typed up freshman now on campus. And then, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, the quarterback uh, competition that is now on a college park between Lance and Talia, two names you're going to hear a lot if you're a Maryland fan. Thanks once again to Jake Funk as we end here, the turtle uh, today on this Friday. Make sure to keep up with our, all, the rest of our Camp Confidential series. Make sure to listen on Monday to our interview with Tiana Hawkins um, from the WNBA Wubble. Uh, we talked with her and had a, had a great interview. That is on tap for Monday, and we have a variety of other guests. Keith, we have been having some conversations with um, some of our men's basketball alums about records uh, that people are uh, – that interviews that longtime Maryland fans are really going to enjoy. Won't tease out some of those guests yet, uh, but those are, those are coming soon, and they are their very fun interviews. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. At Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram, Sneds311 for the man in the thunderstorm in Canton. I'm Taylor Smith 10, getting thunderstormed on in Federal Hill here in Baltimore. And we will see you on Monday for Hear the Turtle. The Turtle.